so much. I didn't know we had another camera. Hare Bol. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram. Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Good morning to Radha Kalachandi Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. Today is October 27th. And we're rounding out the month of October very quickly. Time is going by rapidly. But even as it does so, we are constantly encouraging ourselves and others to be engaged in Krishna Kata. So in the Canto 1, chapter, thank you, chapter 10, text 30, we're still covering the narration of Lord Krishna's departure for Dwarka. But before we do, we always like to be in the mood of love because ultimately that is one of Krishna's primary modes. And we do that by singing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna 
Yamuna Tira Vanachari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jai Radha Kalachanji, Radha Kalachanji, Radhe. Radha Kalachanji, Jai Jai Jagannath, Jagannath. Jagannath, Jaya 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 Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai, Jaya Jaya Gornitai. Gornitai, Jaya. Nitai Goro Haribo, 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 Nitai Goro Haribo, Haribo, Haribo. Thank you, Kunti, Mother Kunti Prabhu. Very nice to have uh, the association, the musical, and the physical association of devotees. So, continuing with the departure of Lord Krishna or Dwarka. We're going to continue with text 30. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gnana Timrandasya Gnanjana Shalakaya Chakshun Militam Yena Tashmai Shri Gurve Namaha So text 30 Etam Param Stridvam Apat Tas peshalam nirasta shochambata sadukurvita yasamgrihat puskara lochana patil najati vapiti arite beer ridi prishan. Let's try that again. Etaparam stridvam apetesh peshalam nirasta shochambata sadukurvate yasamgrihat puskara lochana patil. Na jadvi piti arite bir riti spurasan eta param stridvam apasta peshalam nirasta shucham vata sadukurveta 
यशाम गृहात पुष्कराम लोचना पतिय न जाता पति आरित बेहृदय प्रसन्न so who would like to tackle that eta param stridvam apathes veshalam nirasta shotam patasadu kuvita यशाम गृहात पुष्करा लोचना पति न जाता पति आर्यदी स्पृशान परम श्रीवा पतेशम निरास्त शोचम बदाम गृहाशन Param, highest, Sridvam, womanhood, apasta peshalam, without individuality, nirasta, without, shocham, purity, batasadu, auspiciously glorified, purvata. Do they make? Yasam. From whose? Grihat. Homes. Pushkaralochana. The lotus-eyed. Pati. Husband. Najatu. Never at any time. Apeti. Goes away. Aritibihi. By presentation, Ridi. In the heart, Prishan. Endeared. And the translation here is that all women auspiciously glorified their lives, despite their being without. individuality and without purity their husband the lotus-eyed personality of godhead never left them alone at home he always pleased their hearts by making valuable presentations in the purport here Of course it is mother kunti if you'd like to repeat we shall all these women auspiciously glorified their lives despite their being without individuality and without purity their husband the lotus-eyed personality of godhead never left them alone at home he always pleased their hearts by making valuable presentations and the purport here is the devotees of the lord are purified souls as soon as the devotees surrender unto the lotus feet of the lord sincerely the lord accepts them and thus the devotees at once become free from all material contaminations 
Such devotees are above the three modes of material nature. There is no bodily disqualification of a devotee. Just as there is no qualitative difference between the Ganges water and the filthy drain water when they are amalgamated, women, merchants, and laborers are not very intelligent, and thus it is very difficult for them to understand the science of God or to be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. They are more materialistic, and less than them are the kiratas, hunyas, andras, pulindas, palkashas, abirash, kankas, yavanas, kahashas, etc. But all of them can be delivered if they are properly engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. By engagement in the service of the Lord, the designative disqualifications are removed. And as pure souls, they become eligible to enter into the kingdom of God. The fallen girls under the clutches of Bomasur sincerely pray to the Lord, Sri Krishna, for their deliverance. And their sincerity of purpose made them at once pure by virtue of devotion. The Lord therefore accepted them as his wives, and thus their lives became glorified. Such auspicious glorification was still more glorified when the Lord played with them as the most devoted husband. The Lord used to live with his 16,108 wives constantly. He expanded himself into 16,108 plenary portions, and each and every one of them was the Lord himself, without deviation, from the original personality. The Shruti Mantra affirms that the Lord can expand himself into many. As husband of so many wives, he pleased them all with presentations, even at a costly endeavor. He brought the Parijatta plant from heaven and implanted it at the palace of Sadhyabhama, one of the principal queens. If, therefore, anyone desires the Lord to become one's husband, the Lord fulfills such desires in full. This particular translation, this text can and in some parts has been very controversial but when one endeavors to um, as you will hear read Prabhupada's books you will understand the essence behind this text you will also understand other things as you expand your mind. And I always say that in any of the texts that we're reading, any line of it, there is something to be learned. There is something to be used as an example. And there are always instructions throughout the Vedic scriptures on how one should live their life. Now, this particular topic addresses how Krishna, at a point in time when it was necessary, expanded himself. For our minds, for our minds that cannot even perceive the sun's actual size, 
it's difficult to even think of Krishna being expanded 16,108 times in full potency in all of the expansions. So I'd like to pick up my understanding of what I'm reading here and to emphasize maybe some misunderstanding and how we should really look at ourselves as women and how Krishna is so loving that he sees the pureness in our hearts and dismisses any perceived material contamination. Now, there are a couple of ways to start off here. I don't anticipate any um, differences of opinion, but then I would be living in dreamland if I said that there would not be some, some difference of opinion. But here's the thing. Krishna looks at our hearts. And to quickly summarize or to quickly ask you, have you ever known Krishna when you're learning the scriptures, when you're coming to understand him, and understand even the demigods do not completely understand him, but when you're coming to understand him, can you imagine him creating something or someone imperfect? Never. Never have I come across in the scriptures anywhere. Correct me if my memory is, is a, a little foggy, but never have I come across any point in the scriptures where Krishna created someone imperfectly. All the characters in the scriptures, the personalities, the leelas, were as they were. But as far as his creations, the jivas, they were not imperfect. Now, I'm saying that to say, picture this. In some countries, when a female single, definitely single, or maybe sometimes married, when they do not come home at night, they are considered fallen. They are considered contaminated. And you know what, believe it or not, in this day and age in Kali Yuga, in some countries, that belief still exists. But what went above and beyond anyone's understanding of what Krishna did, he understood that 16,000 100 female women were captured from their homes by demon Bomasur. And his purpose was to keep them for his carnal pleasures. So the captured ladies, females, prayed so sincerely to the personality of Godhead, to Lord Krishna, that their sincerity reached him, touched him in such a way that he had to rescue them. And what he ended up doing was fighting to the death the demon, Bomasur. And another step in this process, Krishna, understanding the belief of the individuals, the community, at that time understood that these women had not gone home at night. They were considered fallen women. How do we correct that? And with his loving 
compassion. He married each and every one of them. He expanded himself. He gave each and every one of them equally. Riches, presence, even the mood of being a playful husband. He was that playful husband husband with each and every one of those women. And he also gave them the children, each and every one of them, the same amount, the same number of children. What I also noticed at the um, beginning of the purport of the translation is that it made a point of saying that Krishna never left his wives alone at home. Now, on so many levels, on so many levels, this can be a lesson to those that are in the body concept of male to understand how in a marriage to treat your wife, how to treat them as gifts of God. In a relationship, when couples marry, the male should treat the female as a gift from God, and the female should treat the male as a gift from God. And they should always, always, always put the Lord in the center of the relationship. When they put the Lord in the center of the relationship, no matter what ups and downs take place, as long as you have the focus of the Lord in your heart and with the understanding that he remains in your heart, you can get through any situation. And that says a lot about where we are today, even before, you know, 2020. It's so easy to slip out of a marriage. It is so easy to throw your hands up and call it quits. But here's an example of the ultimate male, Krishna, being so compassionate and looking at these females as loving devotees and seeing the purity in their heart and treating them accordingly. He didn't look down at them. That's a good example that we should be using when we see people that, or when we see women, let's say women for instance, when we see women at different levels of understanding, regardless of where they come from, we should have the understanding that they are all created as children of God, that they should all be treated with love and compassion, even though there's individuality in all of the jivas, you should treat them with respect. And this is what Krishna did. Can you imagine Even without them asking, Krishna married each and every one of them. In this form right now, even though I'm not this body, but in this consciousness, I cannot even imagine having Krishna as a husband. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. But that's how merciful he is. That's how extremely merciful Krishna is. There's also a lesson here in treating females. And at some point, there'll be a topic on males, but you have to understand that when you come into the movement, you hear this phrase, I'm not the body, I'm not the body, you're not the body, your spirit soul, your spirit soul. And sometimes it doesn't click. The understanding 
is that you really are not this body. And for those that are in the mental consciousness of being the ultimate male, you need to understand that Krishna is the ultimate male. There is no male higher than him. Even in the spiritual world, you will not find a male trying to compete with Krishna. Why? And this one point can just completely end the text. Krishna is the supreme enjoyer. The supreme, the purusha, the male, the enjoyer. What we need to understand, and this would be one of the primo lessons that we learn in this material body on this material plane. Each and every one of us is the enjoyed or the female. So when you look at the scriptures and you see, well, let's see, women are treated as inferior, uh, unintelligent, da-da-da-da-da. Krishna's making a point here. Now, I really explain to you what the point is, and I'm not going to because those that have come far enough to understand, when they hear these this in context, they understand there's a purpose behind it. Yes, there are individuals that feel that men are superior. There are individuals that feel that women are inferior. But I took it one step further, even though I wasn't fortunate enough to have lived, well, I lived in the time of Srila Prabhupada, but I did not have his association. And in Michigan, I did not realize, as I was growing up, how close in proximity I was to Srila Prabhupada's uh, um, residence when he was in Michigan. I was always about five minutes away from him. Never came across a, a devotee, you know, up close and personal. But that was amazing. It, it, it was interesting. What a small world. But the time that I came upon devotees was the right time. Getting back to Srila Prabhupada, I look at him as the example of how a devotee should behave how a male should behave, how he should respect in a, and in a way, females. Never have I read in Srila Prabhupada's books, never have I heard of him putting down a female. He seemed to always lift them up. He seemed to always be caring. I can't remember. I've talked to a couple of uh, Matajis that were disciples, that are disciples of Srila Prabhupada. And they would tell me how concerned he would be with their their uh, livelihood, with their well-being. Um, I believe it was chilly in, in Michigan, which is an unusual. But I remember one of the Matajis saying that, you know, after praying, Srila Prabhupada looked up and asked, one of the Matajis, did she need a sweater and was she cold? So he's caring. He's caring about this particular jiva. He also saw the female as being in a position to undertake various processes, such as initiation, such as second initiation, when in India it was frowned upon. So he was a trailblazer to start with. Um, I'm trying to remember. No, at any after his death, we did have uh, a Mataji guru, and I think we have more than one now. Kunti, do you remember how many Matajis we have?
There is more than one. Now. Malati, and I just remember, you know, it's, it's not super important, but I was trying to remember. I'm saying that to say, Krishna Nandini, yes, her grace, Krishna Nandini, what a soul. But I'm saying that to say, even as we're reading the scriptures and seeing deeply there's a lesson behind it, Krishna does not treat us differently. He does not make imperfect beings. It may be spoken upon that there are examples, but these examples are for a reason. It's with the understanding that we are to treat each and every one as part and parcel of the Lord. Like when you have children, but on a higher level. When you have children, when you become a parent, you see your children as the best of the best. My child is this, my child is that, and you don't mean any harm when you're talking about your child. But you consider them to be the best of the best, and each parent does that. But none of us should ever consider a child that we bring into the world imperfect because Krishna allows whatever Krishna allows. Nothing happens without the approval of Krishna. And I'm just saying that to, to just to say off track that there's so many that come into the world that are not treated properly. And you wonder why mothers that want children do not have them. There's also a reason behind that. But the point is, as far as females go, think of a world without them. First of all, you probably wouldn't have anyone considered as a mother. They're the go-to for so many situations in life, even within the business world, outside the business world. Who's there making a home for the male, the female? Who's taking care of so many other things? It's like a system that's been set up, male female. It doesn't mean that every person will enter into a marriage. It's just with the understanding that when you enter into a marriage, there are roles. And I know this one is going to be a biggie, but just understand it with, just try to understand it with, uh, I'm sorry, with the, <laughs> with the grain of salt. This is going to be with the container of salt. <laughs> oh, Lord, how do I put this? Um, but it's like having too many chiefs and not enough Indians. In a relationship, each one has their strength, each one has their weakness, and they offset each other. There needs to be a male energy. There needs to be a female energy. As long as we're in this material world, it just seems to work. It's just when we understand it to be in a passionate mode, in a mode of gratification, that we misunderstand the whole process of relationships. Getting back to the spiritual world. Getting back to the ultimate understanding. And this can be hard for those that have been taught male, female. You must understand that Krishna is the male. Always the male. And to understand that, understand him as the enjoyer. Understand the female energy, prakriti, 
understand the enjoyed. So, to take that even further, as I said before, ultimately, we are all considered females. In a male's previous life in the material world, he's been a female. In a female's life in the material world, she's been a male. So there's no point in time where we should be puffed up and arrogant uh, or uppity about the bodies that we've been given. The understanding is that regardless of the intelligence that we may perceive that one does or does not have, Krishna makes no imperfections. None, absolutely none. So to understand this statement, as Mother Kunti said, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Women, the energy, the female energy is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. And there was another point I wanted to make. I'm trying to remember what it was. I always write these notes down. And I'm always going totally against them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here, this is the one. Mother Janavi, back in 1969, wrote Srila Prabhupada a letter. And she asked him um, a couple of things. What stood out in that letter is how Srila Prabhupada addressed the female. Ah, here we are. And this is just a section of the letter that he responded to Mother Janavi. This is the nice part about understanding how imperfect the human is. This is when you understand that no matter who you think you are, <laughs> that you are bound to have some degree of confusion, and it has no impact on your uh, understanding of qualifications. But let, let me just give you the gist of it. <laughs> That's no, no. It goes on a little bit further. Srila Prabhupada addresses uh, Janavi, and he explains to her that she in no way should understand that women are inferior. And he goes on to speak of how they should be respected and how important it is to always understand that. And, and I'm just summarizing it, that this understanding of uh, the inferiority of the fe female is null and void. It is not so. It is not something that he honored. And the other thing that really made a difference, and I'll wind it up, is that in the scriptures, it speaks of any surrendered soul. In uh, Bhagavad Gita, 18th chapter, text, 58, it speaks of any soul that is, uh, let's see, engaged in the activities of a devotee, you are considered under the protection of Krishna and you reach the eternal and imperishable abode by Krishna's grace. The shloka text is, Sarva karmani apisada, gavani madviya pashraya, madprashada avnap nukti, saswatam padam avyam. Though engaged in all kinds of activities, my pure devotee, under my protection, reaches the eternal and imperishable abode by my grace. 
The word mat viapasraya means under the protection of the Supreme Lord. To be free from material contamination. A pure devotee acts under the direction of the Supreme Lord or his representative, the spiritual master. There is no limitation for a pure devotee. He is always 24 hours a day, 100% engaged in activities under the direction of the Supreme Lord. To a devotee who is thus engaged in Krishna consciousness, the Lord is very, very kind. In spite of all difficulties, he is eventually placed in the transcendental abode or Krishna Loka. He is guaranteed entrance there. There is no doubt about it. In that supreme abode, there is no change. Everything is eternal and perishable and full of knowledge. And getting back to the purport, it speaks of how sincerely, how sincerely the women prayed for deliverance to Krishna and how, because of their sincerity, Krishna heard them and he rescued them. He didn't put emphasis on where they came from, uh, what they looked like, what they could bring to a relationship. He looked at them, looked upon them as sincere devotees. And he accommodated them the way one would accommodate a sincere devotee. He treated them with the utmost respect and love. And that's what we should do with each other. None of us, none of us are perfect in this material world, whatever body form we're existing in. What we must understand is that our, one of the many lessons in life is that when we look at each and every one, we must see the God in the heart, Krishna in the heart, Paramatma. We have to see that first or try our best to see that first and treat that person accordingly. Not, oh, visually, uh, this is, you identify this person as such and such. This is how this person should be treated, so I'll treat them that way. That's not what devotees do. That's not what we do. And we have a lot to learn. I'm only speaking of the Iskan devotee, not putting him down, but we have a lot to learn about how to treat each other. I think it's wonderful. And yes, Mother Kunti, this is a 64-ounce grain of salt. I think it's wonderful that we treat each other uh well, we treat others nicely when we're going out. Uh, let's say, for example, book distribution. We are so kind and sweet and Krishna, 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 love, love, love. But when you come back to the temple to deal with your devotees, the disciples, the devotees, you will walk past someone and almost trip over them and not speak to them. You will hold your head up so high in arrogance that if it were raining, you would drown. We must learn how to treat each other. Not only in, in uh, uh, ISKCON, but in every bona fide uh, religion. We must treat each other according to the Lord's instructions. And what I find in some locations from time to time, uh, dependent depending on where I travel, I will visit someone's church just to see how they do what they do. And I've noticed in some that they really put an emphasis on connecting with individuals. They really put a lot of emphasis on letting a person know that they are special, that they are loved. And then I turn around and I look at how they treat each other, and that is the same message. If you take anything away from this particular lecture, take away the understanding that we are to treat each other 
with love and compassion and understanding that we are to treat each other with the knowledge that Krishna is always in the heart, that when we think that we are so important that we pass an individual, you're actually passing Krishna because he's there in the heart. It is a big lesson to learn, but it is a lesson that will make you live a more peaceful life because you won't be in anxiety. You won't be anxious about anyone. And this particular text solidifies how Krishna feels and how he handled a particular situation. Yes, the times are tough, but the times were tough back then. Take this as a lesson, how you treat those that are in the female body, how you treat, you should treat everyone as if they're your mother or your sister. And hopefully you treat your mother and sister properly. But that's how we should interact with females, those that we are not considering taking as wives. We should treat them kind with the understanding that they are also to treat you as kind. So, let's see, we've covered most of the primo points here. Yes, and it it goes on, it just goes on to say how very nicely Krishna treated his wives. And there were actually 16,108, there were eight primary wives. But it just notes that within his capacity, which was unlimited, he showered them with various gifts and presentations. So that's another thought, too. When you're dealing with individuals, not just females, males, give them something. It doesn't say, this proves that I love you, because money and presence does not match the emotional endeavors of a relationship. But just to make things a little bit more palatable and loving and affectionate and nice to come home to in a relationship, treat each other respectfully with love. Treat them as hopefully you've seen your parents treat each other. Hopefully. Sometimes in most situations we've seen the complete opposite, which means that we don't have to follow that example With intelligence, we understand what a perfect relationship is, and we act accordingly. How much more peaceful, in a sense, the world would be if we took this to heart. So I'll end at this point. Um, Prabhu, do you have anything you might want to add? Oh, please get the mic then. Is it on the... Make sure it's on. Sometimes you have to tap it. Go ahead. Let's see if we can hear any. All right. I'll just position this in such a way that they can hear. And I'll repeat back so that people will understand. Okay, let's try this again. Uh, Prabhu was asking, um, he was saying that his wife uh, asks the question or wonders why women have to go through the challenges, birth, death, you know, I mean, uh, giving birth, their uh, cycles, um, whatever hardships that it may appear uh, that women are going through, why they have to suffer as opposed to men. 
And yes, you did hit up on a universal point of de uh, understanding of devotees. Yes, you are female now. You were male before. So it's it's not always been like this. But the point is, taking from, just using an example of taking from one of the Christian uh, books, um, and this is not completely my answer, but in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve were there, and Eve tempted Adam with the apple, which she was not supposed to do, uh, the ultimate result is that women in kind would suffer, ultimately, because of this particular sin. But in with the understanding of Krishna consciousness, this is my humble understanding, and this is why I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever felt like I had more on my plate, more on my plate when I looked at the comparison to my husband at the time. Yes, it was my experience to have children, but it was something that no other male could do. It was an ultimate experience, a and in most cases, it should be looked upon as a mm, beyond an opportunity. A um, this is a plus. This is a plus. Some women do not look upon the experience of a female as pleasurable, as the way it should be. But if you look at this example of when you're in these particular material bodies, how you treat each other. First of all, in the male body or in the female body, you do call the shots on how you're treated. You do. We are allowed to communicate in a relationship. And if there is a hardship, and there's going to be a hardship for the male and the female, to what degree? No one can measure it. But we should be able to communicate in such a way, to assist in such a way, that even if we didn't start out with Krishna in the middle of the relationship, put him there. Treat each other respectfully. Be a helpmate if you need to be. But understand in this material world, we will suffer. The female will suffer in the female body. The male will suffer in the male body. The degrees to which the female suffer are her, how do they say, lot in life. The degrees to which a male can and will suffer is his lot in life. That is how it is in the material world. Now, you can't go back and tell your wife, well, this is the way it is because we're in the material world and this is how you're going to suffer and I have my suffering too. Make it a little bit sweeter and acceptable. But we're in a material environment. We're in an environment that mimics the complete opposite of what goes on in the spiritual world. You will not find this in the spiritual world. You will not find a situation where the woman is overwhelmed with anything or the male is overwhelmed with anything. The ideal situation in life as a devotee, because we have the foundations and the lessons and the leelas in the scriptures on how to act, is to behave in such a way that we prepare ourselves for the spiritual world. It will be very difficult to prepare yourself for the spiritual world if you're in the mood of, I don't like this body. There's too much suffering that I have. Um, 
and on and on and on and on complaint. And I'm not saying that your wife is not justified in how she feels. We are still human, and we are allowed to feel what we feel. But in the ideal situation, in the ideal world, we help each other. In a relationship, we want to make it as easy as possible for the other partner to coexist with us. And this steps out a little bit, but in a relationship of husband and wife, try to balance her energy when she's out of sorts. And that's a big statement. And she, in turn, should balance, to a degree, your energy when you're out of sorts. Now, that is not the ultimate solution for everybody, but if you have that understanding that at this point in time, in this imperfect world, where I'm going to suffer some misery or another from the point of life to my leaving the body, there is going to be some issue to make it as easy and acceptable as we can while we're here. Treat each other like gifts because you are. She's a gift to you, and you're a gift to her. How do you treat a gift? You treat, the, you treat it special. It was given to you to take, to care for, to make the most out of it, to always highlight the importance of that gift. Try to do that in a relationship, especially, especially with husband and wife. On another note, you also have to consider that some degree of suffering could be karmic reaction, could very well be from a previous life. And I'm not saying this is the answer, but you may find some women suffering more than others through their time as a female on this earth, through their giving birth, to their monthly cycles, to the operation of a home, uh, to being the go-to person for various matters at home. But you'll find today that women are the go-to person in, in matters of finance, in pretty much similar situations pretty much similar situations as men, but not men. Women are not intended to be men. Uh, they're not intended. Oh, boy, am I stepping out on a limb here. But they are intended to honor the body that they were given. It was no mistake. You're given a body, depending on what your previous karma is, was, and depending on what your relationship is in that male-female marriage or that marriage, you take what you must take from it. Anything else that you cannot handle, you take it to the lotus feet of the Lord. Not everyone feels like that. Not every female feels like that, but they, some do. Not every male is concerned with how his wife feels, and that, that, that's admirable for you to even bring that up. But I think just that concern should be something that increases. And if it does and when it does, you might hear less and less of how much, um, how much pressure and how much uncomfortableness your wife goes through in her position as a female. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a very good question. Am I going to get some flack from it? Probably. <laughs> as a devotee, you step out on a limb for Krishna, and sometimes you hold on by the skin of your teeth, and Krishna always, 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 holds you, saves you, 
That's what keeps devotees coming back again and again. Even if they're not feeling saved the first time, they know Krishna does take care of his devotees. And he does take care of your wife. Um, Hopefully at some point, you know, when you're using the lessons of the scriptures, and there's a lesson in all of them, you'll see a difference or a change in the mood. It may even mean that you might make might need to make some change changes too. But that's what life is all about. We're not perfect. We're not perfect because we're in the material world. It doesn't mean we're not perfect. Krishna creates perfection. When we remove ourselves from the spiritual world, we are in positions of imperfection. In the material world, don't expect everything to go accordingly because that's not the energy that we're dealing with. So I'll end at this point. So Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pamananda. Hare Krishna.